Hey Muses, it's Katie. Uh, this episode is going to give you a very powerful reframe. When you feel like you just want to scream at the top of your lungs, you want to create, you want to show up, you want to share what's on your mind, and you want to change the world with your thoughts and views, but you just can't get the ball rolling. You are stuck in your head. You're afraid of what other people might think of you. You might actually be telling yourself that you don't just want to be another voice lost in the matrix of other voices. You don't want to feel like you're shouting from the rooftops. You feel like what's the point or you're wondering what your mom would think or your friends would think or your boss would think. If you were in your head stuck in an inaction mode, when you really want to get out there and do what you are so, so divinely good at, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner. It is my hope that through listening to my voice, you feel empowered to find, strengthen, and express your authentic voice. You don't need another guru, mentor, or expert telling you how to live your life. You simply need to trust yourself and shine your authentic light. Through listening to my stories, tips, tricks, and perspectives, you'll be able to find the inspiration within. Everything you need is already within inside yourself to get inspired, raise your vibration, change your life, and uplift those around you. If you're feeling powerless, overwhelmed with industry advice, and feeling like your thoughts don't have a place, it's time to turn that around. It's time to be your own muse. Hello, beautiful people. It's Katie. Um, I just wanted to hop on here and share with you guys a little process I went through, an emotional roller coaster, if you will, um, that I went through today when I was working on getting this podcast up. And I realized that this process is very familiar. I go through it just about every time I'm ready to put myself out there online. Um, I'm ready to create something new. Um, and how I'm able to come out of this emotional roller coaster, having gone through the seven stages of grief and basically every emotion in the book. Um, but walking out of it victorious, right? Walking out of it, still getting what I want. Um, because all the emotions are normal, um, wanting to create something, but feeling stuck, wanting to speak your truth, but feeling afraid. Um, <laughs> those are all totally normal. Um, but what makes the difference between somebody who got it done and somebody who is still in their head about it, um, is that the person who got it done, um, the person who succeeded in what they attempted to do, cut that spiral as it was starting to downward spiral. If you envision a spiral, I think of like a corkscrew, um, they cut it before it got too long, you know, before it kept going down, 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 they just nipped it in the bud. Um, and they replaced those spiraling actions with actions. Sorry, replaced those downward spiraling thoughts with 
action. So if you ever find yourself like nothing's really cheering you up, um, you're just really in your head, you feel really bad about maybe a particular quote unquote failure that you had. Um, I use air quotes um, when I say the word failure because I really don't think that failure um, is what we think it is. Um, I think that failure does not mean that you didn't make it. Um, like you are bad and you're not cut out for it. Um, when in reality, failure is an element in success, right? Um, it's like you can't succeed without a failure. To me, I think the most boring success stories are the ones where someone tried it and got it right on the first try. And somewhere along the way, we kind of picked it up in our heads that this is how it was meant I don't know where we got this idea that in order for us to be good at something, we need to succeed at it at the first try and then never have anything else again. I think that narrative is um, very tired and very boring um, because if you study successful people, that's something I really like to do in my spare time. I really like to read um, biographies and blogs and podcasts and um, I really like to dive deep into the stories of successful people because I'm always really curious, like, what does it makes this person successful? How did this person accomplish this thing when there are so many other people who are just too afraid to try? Um, and the biggest answer that I can give you right now is that they didn't see failure as a sign to stop because I don't know why that became a thing, why people made failure mean something about themselves when in reality, all these successful people reframed it as a lesson and they found a workaround and they said, okay, well maybe this is not the way to do it right now, but if I work around it, um, I can rise above that, um, and figure out a different way to do it, which usually yields more, um, interesting results. I think it was Thomas Edison who said that he didn't fail. He just found 10,000 ways that it did not work. Um, and I think that that's just, that quote speaks for itself. Um, it, <laughs> I mean, really like think about how many things that you do every day in your life, um, that you probably weren't good at the first time. Uh, one big example that I think of every day, anytime I'm doing something new and I'm like, okay, really Katie, this time, I know that you like to talk about how you can succeed if you just try, try again. But this time I swear to God, I absolutely cannot make it. I actually thought that a lot of times about getting this podcast up. I felt very self-defeated so many times for no reason. I was really making it a lot more complicated on myself. Um, anyway. Um, so, okay. One example that I think about that makes me feel better is learning how to drive. I mean, think about it. If you know how to drive or ride a bike or walk or use the bathroom <laughs> at one point in your life, you absolutely had no idea. You kept failing, you kept stumbling, you kept making all these dumb mistakes. Um, and you probably looked around at the world and said, what's wrong with me? Everybody else around me is driving and walking and washing their hands after using the toilet. Why can't I figure it out? When in reality, whoever was teaching you how to do these things, a parent figure or what have you, um, it was very, very likely that they were infinitely patient with you. They maybe didn't laugh at you too much for making these common mistakes because they were there too. They were at that same point. They made that exact same mistake. Um, 
I remember feeling infinitely frustrated when I learned how to drive stick. Uh, the first car that I learned how to drive was a stick shift. I had no other choice. And imagine 17 year old me just infinitely, absolutely never ending frustration. Um, at my dad, I was just like, can I just be a normal kid that learns how to drive automatic? And he was like, this is your only option, Katie. Um, and I made a lot of really dumb mistakes. I stalled the car a lot. I ground the gears a bunch. Um, but once I got it, I got it, you know, it's really not that challenging. So anytime in my adult life, I find myself getting really frustrated, not being able to figure something out. And I look around at me and I see other people doing it. And it seems effortless. I think about this analogy of learning how to drive a car. I think back on my memories of learning how to drive a car and they don't seem that traumatic. They just seem kind of like, okay, whatever. I, you know, I did it. It took some time. I messed up a few times. Um, but here we are. And now I've spent more time driving my car than I have learning how to drive my car. So think of it that way. That always helps me um, maybe go back through the mental processes of being patient with yourself, knowing that everybody on the road right now, on the highway, in the car with their friends, with the music up, going on a road trip to the beach, just enjoying the pleasures of driving, has gone through the exact same things that you did at one point. And then there's plenty of people. There's whole populations of people right now who are trying so hard to figure out things that you were already so good at, things that you don't even think about. And it's like, like I said, learning how to bathe yourself, um, learning how to ride a bike, learning how to public speak, learning how to write, learning how to dance, learning how to take pretty pictures. Um, by the way, if you hear a lot of background noise, um, as I speak, I am sitting on the floor of my studio apartment um, and my dog Jazz is playing with her toy. She's chewing it up pretty violently and she keeps bringing it over to me. Um, so that's, 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 if you hear that, that's that, that's life. That's having a dog. Um, that's being a creative. That's working around things. So back to my story. Um, today I was just really, really getting in my head. Um, I read something today written by somebody. It really doesn't matter. Um, but essentially it kind of triggered me, um, into believing that what I do as a hobby, which is share my insights and thoughts and beliefs with strangers and friends and family. Jazz, come on. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear her. She's like really, um, really desperate for my attention. She's just got her head on my chest and looking at me with puppy dog eyes. Um, okay. So, um, one of my hobbies is sharing vulnerability, um, emotional connection online. Um, I have, like I said, in one of my previous podcast episodes, I've begged and prayed for a simpler hobby, um, for something, easier, not so challenging, not so scary, uh, not so vulnerable, um, something lighter and more fun and, you know, like cupcakes. Why can't my hobby be cupcakes? Everybody loves cupcakes. Um, I mean, actually to my point, there's probably a whole bunch of people out there who don't love cupcakes and think that they're evil and bad and you shouldn't make them. And see, you get my point. Um, good dog, Jess. So, I got it in my head today based off of reading something that kind of triggered me, kind of upset me a little bit, that 
my hobby is not needed, uh, dangerous, damaging. Talking about emotions online can be very uh, scary. A lot of people don't want to go there. They don't want to read about it. They don't, They go to social media as an escape. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to acknowledge it. Um, but what I also know is that people go to social media as an escape from their lives where they don't talk about these kinds of things. If you listen to my first episode where I talked about what does it mean to be your own muse, I talked about how my only escape from my um, very uh, false feeling life was going home and talking to myself in the mirror. Um, and so I just want to be a mirror to other people. That's really all I want to do. And of course, emotions will come up and what have you. Anyway, I'm I'm already getting off subject here. Um, but there was a minute today where I was feeling like what I'm doing here is not necessary and not needed. And what's the point? Um, and every creative, I believe, every creator, um, every business person, I'm sure has bumped up with this feeling that they are better off just not even trying. And that is the belief that I want to nip in the bud to everybody. Um, I have struggled with that belief so much and I've heard it in so many of my life coaching clients and so many of my um, clients in my business, Namaste Creative, where I work with entrepreneurs and I kind of help them uh, with their business in any way that they really need, typically content related and launch related um, and branding related. But one belief that I hear time and time again that I just really want to not exist is it would be better if I just didn't even try. Um, it would be better if I didn't even post it. It wouldn't be better if I said anything. Um, and I've heard people say like, I really want to write a book. I want to launch a podcast. I want to speak my truth. However, I feel like I'm just shouting into the void. And my reframe for that well, before I go down that route, I'm going to say that I was feeling those emotions big time. I've been there and I felt them so heavy just this morning. Um, and I realized like, okay, with this mentality, I'm not going to get any work done. Like, do you think that I would be at my most productive doing my work if I felt like it wasn't needed and I felt like nobody really wanted it and what's the point? And it's dangerous, right? Like nobody who's coming from a place of wanting to share and uplift others wants to do anything that they would consider, um, that anyone would consider dangerous. That's never been my intention. Um, and I said it in my first episode with like a million disclaimers. I'm just here to tell stories and be open because it helps me. It heals me. I never want to give advice. I just want to be a mirror. Um, I'm so not interested in giving someone life advice. I'm just here to hold up a mirror, to tell a story and to share and to be raw and authentic and vulnerable with anybody who, who is craving that in their life. Um, so again, all this was sitting really heavy on my heart. So I laid down in bed and I take a nap because I'm obviously not being productive in that mindset. Um, and this is one of the reasons that I love being a business owner, despite the ups and downs, the emotional roller coasters, is that I'm able to like get up and just be like, I'm going to go take a nap. Like whenever I feel like it gets really, really hard and really heavy. Naps are just like the perfect way to neutralize your energy. They're the perfect way to just like lay down and just be like, okay, guys, peace out. Like I'm going to nap. Um, now my other dog cornbread is like pawing at me for attention. I haven't given them much attention today. I've been podcasting 
all day. So anyway, um, I took a nap and I, in my, and I, I had a dream. I had all the answers that I needed come to me in a dream. And when you do the deep mindset work that I've been doing for the past two years, like heavy, heavy stuff, like advanced stuff, um, really rewiring the subconscious mind. I'm talking hypnotherapy. I'm talking meditation. I'm talking, uh, podcasts on podcasts, on books, on workbooks and courses, and like a lot of passive content, like I said, like uh, podcasts and books, but a lot of active content too, like seminars and one-on-one coaching and group coaching. Like I've really been going at this so that I can rewire my brain so that it suits the life that I want to live. I knew at one point in my life that I wasn't living the life that I wanted to live and I needed to prepare my mind to accept this new life. It's like, if you want, um, a bigger car, you want a big old truck or you want a RV, you want whatever it is that you want, but your garage is small and falling apart and probably not safe. It's like, you got to redo that whole thing and you got to get rid of the old car. You got to unpark the old car, put it somewhere else, And then you got to bring in that new fancy, shiny RV in your newly established garage. That's what I was doing with my mindset. Um, So anyway, something that happens when I just take a quick little 20 minute nap um, is in my dreams, the answer is pulled up for me. And it was a really powerful reframe. Um, And it obviously worked, like I said, because obviously I'm here, I'm podcasting. I didn't give up. (laughs) Like I said, the secret is to not let that spiral keep going. You want to nip it in the bud and replace it with action. Um, so this reframe was very, very powerful and I want to share it. Um, one to be open and honest with you guys about kind of what I go through. Um, and two, any of you who are, who are facing something similar, I want to reframe, um, help you reframe this. So first things first is to check in with yourself. Um, and ask yourself, what is it that you're creating? And, or what is it that you want to create and why? Why do you want to create this? Um, these are kind of the, the processes that I was going through in my head during my sleep. <laughs> um, and, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, the answer to why you feel called to create this thing is because you really, really want to. And you're not quite sure why you can't 100% put your finger on why logically it doesn't even make sense that you should, because some of these intuitive hits we get, they surpass logic. They don't fit what like they, they don't make sense on a pros and cons list is what I'm trying to say. So, You try to like dismiss it, but you really just want to. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, just because you deeply divinely want to is be, is a good enough reason. And I'll tell you why, because I believe that the the desires that are planted in our heart, the things that we just feel like we can't like stop thinking about, those are placed there for a reason and they are your compass. They are your soul guiding you to the next step. Um, One of my mentors, um, Sasha Sasha Danielle, said to me once, 
that your heart is connected to the universe. Um, if you are spiritual, then take this. If you're not, then, you know, just visualize it, right? I think, um, visualizing something can be very, very powerful, but again, take what resonates with you. Um, it's no secret by now that, um, a lot of, I got a lot of, um, getting where I'm at now and a lot of getting a lot of the beautiful things I've gotten in my life. I owe to my spirituality. So just as a little disclaimer, we're going to get a little spiritual here. Um, so, okay. So your heart is connected to, by a golden string to the universe. Um, the, your guardian angels or God or whatever, whatever resonates with you. And that golden string is being lovingly tugged on all day to guide you from place to place, room to room, passion to passion, to have you collect the skills that you need in order to live the life that you deserve to live. And the one that creates a ripple effect on the rest of the world, because you, your, your happiest, your lightest, your strongest, um, you digging into what make, what, what drives your curiosity, that is what's going to heal this world. I mean, I totally believe that. So basically what I'm trying to say is what do you want to create? And the answer I'm willing to bet is because in some shape or form, that is your passion. You are being inspired to do that. And that will serve somebody else in some shape or form. There's a ripple effect that's going on that we can't even possibly begin to understand sometimes. We can try, but the reality is that this ripple effect is just massive. And it's really, really amazing. Um, me creating this podcast could inspire the next person to create art who um, inspires somebody else to um, go to an art show to go see that art and then somebody could meet someone else and then they fall in love and then they have children and then, you know, just, it goes on and goes on. And that ripple effect can get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, maybe that child that's born, um, cures cancer, you know, I don't know. Um, these are the things that I like to think about. So if you believe that your creation serves a purpose, maybe that purpose is just that it makes you more lit up. It makes you happier. It makes you feel brighter. Um, it makes you feel like you're taken care of and you've gotten all your stuff done. And then in turn, that makes you treat your partner a little nicer, your friends a little nicer, your children a little nicer. Um, that's service. That is service. And service is the highest good that I can think of right now. Um, and I think that's ultimately at the end of the day, what we all want. We all want to serve. Um, we all want something bigger than ourselves. That's why I was throwing this little temper tantrum this morning when I needed to take my nap because I felt like all of this that I was doing was in vain. And that was just a silly thought that happened for no tangible reason. Um, the work that I do right now has changed my life. It has shown a ripple effect that I get to see very frequently that really satisfies me and warms my soul. Um, and I just want to take it layer by layer. I want to grow. I want to expand. I want to, um, impact more people. And I want to, um, you know, 
change my reality. Of course, like that's why we do this. We do it for ourselves. We also deeply under the layer of selfishness, we do it for other people as well. Um, so think about how you not creating something is not changing or helping anything. By you giving up, throwing in the towel, you will wake up the next day still with that tugging feeling um, that you were meant to create, you were meant for more. Um, And that feeling is just never going to go away. Um, And at the end of the day, things still stay the same. Uh, That thing never gets created. And then it just creates this, this ripple effect. Uh, or sorry, it doesn't create a ripple effect. It does not. It creates a ripple effect in your emotion. Um, you just being like, well, okay, I'll wait till tomorrow or whatever. Um, creates a ripple effect of you feeling um, resentful and frustrated and just uninspired, I think is the biggest one. Um, uninspired by yourself. Um, and that's not what we're all about here at Be Your Own Muse podcast, right? We're all about... Um, creating the thing and being like, Oh gosh, you know, I really did that. <laughs> Go me. Woohoo. Um, and I did it and I'm going to do it again. That's what I'm about here. Uh, that's what I really, really believe in. Um, so that was the biggest reframe that I can give you right now is to come from a place of service. This is how we, um, this is how we change the world. Um, as we take action, um, and understand that you're being fairly selfish with your gifts and your talents if you don't put it out there. Um, And if you're ever worried about what somebody else is going to think of you, know that you need to keep showing up and you need to keep doing the work um, to shift your reality. I think it might take people outside. Worst case scenario, it takes them some time to get adjusted to the new you. I for sure went through it. Um, I for sure went through basically every person I knew in my life had to get adjusted to me speaking up more. I decided that I was going to be that person that spoke up. Um, I shared in my first podcast episode how basically like the first 20 years of my life, I didn't speak up. I let people walk all over me. Um, I really didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to. I didn't have a lot of deep conversations. And so now that's why I feel like I've just snapped. I just lost it. And now that's all I ever want to talk about is I want to talk about the big, heavy stuff that matters. Um, So it might take some time for people to get adjusted, but know that it will strengthen the relationships that are meant to be. And the ones that are not meant to be will fall. They will, they will, they will not have any um, energy stream and they will just fall apart and it's for the better. Um, and I know that sounds really, really cliche, but it's it's absolutely true. Like if you feel like you want to create something, it's for a reason and it's because it's guiding you to your next step. Everything in my life, um, every little um, intuitive hit that I've gotten has led to something pretty awesome because by me stepping into my power, I was able to achieve the confidence to, um, you know, step into a better relationship. And I mean, that's how I've met my husband because I mean, I can tell you there was a couple of relationships there where my self-worth was pretty low. Um, I dictated how everyone else would treat me. Um, so there you have it. The reframe that I really want you to walk away with this, um, should you choose to accept that challenge is 
come from a place of service. The things that you genuinely want to do, the things that really light you up, um, those are done because they're going to help somebody else. I realized that I was going to serve way more people by doing the things that I love and telling my stories and sharing what felt authentic to me than I ever was by working in a job that did not let me light up. That was killing my fire. Um, I didn't let me, you know, shine my light. Um, and I'm helping more people this way. Um, I've had some people in my life, uh, I mentioned in previous podcasts about uh, a dinner I had with my brother. Um, and I've had comments from people that were pretty hurtful who were determined to misunderstand my in- intention with life coaching. Um, but anytime I f- decide to feel hurt about that, I just say, no, you know what? I help people. I really did. I help people. I help people who wouldn't have been helped by me in the way that we created together um, had I stayed at my nine to five job. Um, So always come from that place of service. Know that you're serving more people by being a barista. When I was a barista, I served more people. I felt like than when I worked at my nine to five job because I, when I was in a good mood and I was in a good headspace, I was able to light the world up and make a really tasty drink and, um, you know, tell jokes and, and, you know, be that, that light in the room that I didn't otherwise get to do. Um, understand that you're being selfish. (laughs) If you're holding this light, the world really, really needs you. Um, and if it changes anything, know that it was a change that was meant to happen because if it feels good, if you go into it with ease, it was meant to happen. And maybe you're not taking action right now because you're thinking, well, there's so many things I need to do first to prepare. Um, I need to figure this detail out. I need to get better at this. Um, I had all those same thoughts when it came to launching this podcast. Um, The um, cover art, the um, kind of podcast cover art, I threw that together. um, And once it started to take me more than 15 minutes, I was like, okay, Katie, you're way too much in your head. It doesn't need to be excellent. It just needs to be so that you can get this podcast that you've been waiting years and years and years to launch to just get out there. Um, and you can always change it. And then the reality is, is that most times things sound so much better in your head um, because you're a visionary. That's your vision. Um, and we've already talked about it. It's not going to be perfection. The first time is not a good ideal, right? I think I've mentioned this before on this podcast that perfection is actually the lowest standard that you can have um, because it's just not possible. Um, The most inspiring thing that somebody can do is to launch something and there be a couple typos or there be a little bit of hair out of place. Um, For me, I think one of the most unattractive things is this relentless pursuit of perfectionism. Um, I think to me, it's just a little scary um, because what I'm very attracted to is the humanness of all of us. Um, And so when you allow yourself to be a human in your um, in your creative pursuits, in your business, in your life, in your lifestyle, I think that's just so, so inspiring. It shows like, yeah, you know, I messed up or this thing wasn't great, but I still showed up. Um, and you might've already noticed that I don't edit 
the crapola out of these podcasts. Um, there's definitely a lot of ums and mm's, and there's like one episode where I think I coughed in the middle of it. Um, you know, all one take, right? Um, I've lost my train of thought a couple of times, but that's because what I'm more committed to giving you is, is real life. It's real human connection. Um, it's real human stories. Um, just a girl, like I said, in her apartment, um, with a message on her heart to share. Uh, that's what I want to give you guys. Um, if you're looking for perfection, you know, you can, you can find that somewhere else. There's someone else out there who has a fancier team that builds their podcasts for them. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, I know at one point I'll get so much busier and, um, I won't have time to do everything by myself. So I'll hire a team to do so for my podcast. Um, but for now, like this is it. So every step you take in the direction towards what you want that is, um, that is right. That is exactly what you need to be doing. It'll either, either be exactly what you want and you'll be very content and proud and satisfied with yourself, or it will give you that polarity, right? You'll be like, okay, well, I learned what I didn't want. Um, and you can always take steps, right? Like you can always compound things. I think it's going to take you a lot quicker to get something done. Um, if you take six weeks of messy, messy action, um, then, you know, two years of it, you being in your head and being like, I need to get this up. I need to do it. I need to do it. Um, so that's my story from me to you. Um, I hope it helped. I hope you took something from this. Um, but that's my story on how I got this podcast up and all I really needed to get that reframe was to take a little nap, right? So, Hey, when in doubt, go take a nap or go do something that makes you feel alive. Go ride a roller coaster, go have some drinks with some friends, go read a book, go to the park, um, whatever you need, just, um, get your energy out of the space of like, well, I'm not good enough and just reset that energy and allow inspiration to come to you. Thank you so much guys for listening. Um, let me know what you thought and we will talk next time. I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for pushing play and listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. I hope you had an aha moment. Um, if so, leave me a review. I love hearing from you guys so I can keep the good stuff coming. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Katie Skinner H to let me know what you thought and comment, like, share, take a screenshot of this, post it on your story. Let me know because I love hearing from you guys. Have a kick-ass day.